Hey guys, Kat, the lead boss here, and welcome to the Revenue Accelerator with another amazing guest. I tend to pick pretty good people for you guys, so you're welcome. Uh, I have Jason Van Orden with us, which I understand will be difficult for people to spell, so make sure you check out the show notes and the title where those will be spelled out, hopefully correctly. So Jason, tell us a little bit about who you are and not so much about your last name. And not so much what, but I love my last name. It's Dutch and it's from a really cool town. And, but that's another story in the Netherlands, <laughs> I was going to say. But, uh, but Dutch and cool. Mm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So I help uh, thought leaders, lots of authors and academics, people like that to turn their expertise into new income streams. You know, people want to reach and help more people and uh, increase their income, right? And so um, I've been doing this since about 2004. I've made over 60 online courses of my own during that time. Um, I've done a lot of uh, podcasting and built multiple personal brands for myself and worked with 10,000 plus clients and students doing this stuff. So I just love it. I love helping ideas get out there in the world. I'm a curious person who loves just encountering all the different people and their fantastic knowledge that they have. And I also think it's really cool to help just, you know, solve little problems in the world by helping everybody reach people, the problems, the population that their expertise can help most. And so finding the strategy that really aligns with them to do that is, uh, is my game and something that I just really enjoy doing. Mm, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who have these one trick strategies, right? This one thing will solve all of your problems. Mm-hmm. And I know just having met you before and talked and engaged with you and masterminded and all that, that that's not your angle. So what is it that, you know, that's strategic about creating multiple revenue streams? What is it that's strategic about it? Mm-hmm. Well, so, uh, you know, strategy I see as, um, you know, its most foundational thing is how do you get from where you're at to where you want to go? And right. what I help my clients realize is that often we see that as a point here and a point there, and we're trying to get some kind of straight line. But there's already kind of a error in that, that way of thinking. Mm-hmm. It puts way too much pressure on us. And we're like, hey, I want to grow my revenue A to B, right? When the truth of the matter is, there's probably, you know, if you think of it more as like multiple different points that could actually fit your goals, your revenue that you want to reach, your opportunities and impact and legacy and lifestyle and all those things, right? So that's the first thing to realize is that really there are a lot of different things that you could do and arrive at something you're like, yep, that's still in alignment with who I am and what I want to do. Mm. And the other thing is, it's not a straight line. It's more of a zigzag, right? There's a great uh, Harvard Business Review article yeah. from a couple of years ago that says uh, a strategy is a hypothesis and we need to start thinking of it that way rather yeah. than a plan. Um, now, of course, we set goals and, and we choose our best uh, tactics and things to weave together. But that's the other thing that when it comes to growing strategy or growing revenue in a strategic way is to realize it's like, you know, really at any given time, you're taking what you know and the results that you're seeing and you, you, you push in the next best direction that you can determine the next best experiment, whether that's, you know, launching a new thing, trying new messaging, experimenting Mm. with a new channel to reach people, you know, whatever that might um, look like. So that's kind of my view on, on strategy um, as it applies to anything in your business, but of course uh, in growing revenue as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people really create this synonymity, which is not a word, but we'll go with it between a plan and strategy. Right. And so they think that it's the same thing, but it's not. And like one of the things that I've seen 
um, you know, from what your clients have experienced working with you is the, the benefit of having that support of you've been there, done that, and you've helped, like you said, tens of thousands of people go through this process and achieve repeat results over and over again, which just speaks to your credibility and, and capability of being able to achieve results. Now, I know that, you know, we run into people sometimes who are in that place of, I need to do something now right? Like this, this is something that needed to be solved yesterday. So how would you recommend strategize with someone around creating that new revenue stream that they only had a short amount of time to, you know, implement and see results from? Yeah. The, the basis there is to keep it as simple as possible. Now let's expand that a little bit. Uh, you know, often we think about a new revenue stream, like you might determine, okay, I'm gonna launch this group program and I'm gonna launch this online course or whatever it may be. And what people don't do, uh, and then they, they get stuck into these like weeks, sometimes months of trying to develop the thing. Mm. Um, and they haven't even validated it, validated it. And they put all this like investment of time and energy <sighs> that may or may not turn out. So what I say to, to them is I say like, look, we just want to identify as quickly as possible, a very specific need, a very, mm. you know, that you're, your uh, ideal audience has that your ideal customers has mm-hmm. uh, what is that outcome that they just you know that's top of mind for them they're waking up thinking about it they're going to bed thinking about it and then quickly launch some kind of pilot offer and mm. you know so often people want to jump to that well i want to launch something that's this automated passive income thing <laughs> that's, that happens in waves and stages and so um, when I launch something new, I try to get it out as quickly as possible without having recorded any videos or anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't even set up a full sales page. In fact, I was just setting up today uh, a new offer I'm going to test and all I have is a checkout page with a few bullet points on it and that's it and the price. Now, um, you know, and then I take that out and I see if I can sell it to, to some people on social media or on my list or, uh, you know, go out to a few colleagues and see if they know somebody who might be interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not only does that bring in revenue much more quickly it also gets me to test the idea quickly get feedback on it so i can improve it get testimonials and results that i can leverage into sell it in a more uh accelerated and meaningful way um so what does that look like well often what it looks like for me is a series of zoom calls or maybe even one zoom call that's a couple hours long or two or three zoom calls that are an mm-hmm. hour each whatever it might be or you know whatever platform it doesn't have to be zoom right there are a lot of great platforms out there but the point being i don't go record a bunch of videos like i deliver it live that first time so yep. interacting with people seeing their questions i you know everybody knows how to use these zoom and other online platforms and uh you know at, at, I set up a simple checkout page, use a a PayPal link. I don't, I haven't signed up for any kind of course platform. I haven't recorded videos in advance. I haven't, again, made a fancy launcher sales page. Um, And then either, yeah, it's a checkout page with some bullets or maybe a little video saying like, hey, here's why this, here's who this offer is for, why I'm offering it to you right now, the specific results that you'll get. You can see what you get, you know, on this page below, go ahead and grab your, grab your spot, right? Um, Now, if I can get some people to do that, then of course, after running it, we can start looking at, okay, how do I, like I said, it's multiple phases to turn it into an ongoing revenue stream that you can pull yourself out of more and more. But that's what I would say is keep it very simple, get something to market as quickly as possible and just cut out 80% of the garbage that most people get caught up in when trying to launch something new. Yeah. And one of the most important things that you you kind of said, but didn't say here at the end was the deliverability component of making mm-hmm. sure that it's exactly what the people need and that they're getting a result. And thus while you're doing it live and not just kind of creating this thing, I've seen that mistake yeah. happen over and over again. And even with established entrepreneurs of I'm just going to do this thing and I'm going to create this course and put all this time and effort into it. And then they get shocked when no one's buying and all this time and energy and this attachment, right. To this 
perceived easy button approach. So would your advice be different for someone who's, let's say, newer in business versus someone who's multiple six figures going to seven figures or even eight figures? Uh, well, in terms of launching the thing in a piloted kind of way, my advice would be exactly the same. Um, when I'm teaching a group of people who are starting, you know, they're aspiring to start a new business, mm-hmm. you know, we need to dig in first to where can they create the best value in the world in a way that, you know, really aligns with their strengths and a type of business that will make them happy ultimately if it, if it does take and really start to be able to grow. And so, you know, the advice that I give people there is think about, you know, in your life, what do people turn to you for regularly? What do they ask you questions about? Um, you know, and especially often we feel drawn, at least with the type of businesses I work with, it's often people who are drawn to helping a past version of themselves to mm-hmm. overcome or achieve something that they've done in the past. Yep. And so often just in thinking that way, realizing that, and then realizing second of all, that you do have something worth money um, that others are happy to pay for because they want support, they want guidance, they want to go past the pitfalls, they won't want to waste time and, and money doing going down the wrong paths, that that has value to people, um, then, you know, often people can drive, everyone's got a good business idea in them, when if you just approach it from that way of like, look, I'm taking my own life's experience and figuring out a way that I can serve a very specific audience. Uh, the third piece of advice I'd give there is think about the audience first, not what's the product I'm going to sell. Yeah. What audience do you want to serve? And then figure out what they want most, right? So exactly. don't be like, oh, I think I'm going to start a photography you know, business that's selling photography courses say, okay, I think I really like to serve amateur photographers, hobbyist photographers who now want to make some money off of their photography. Mm-hmm. What can I do to help them do that? Right. right. And then you're starting from that specific audience and, and then building out from there. Well, and then the other mistake that people are making is going to where they think people are going to pay money, meaning they try to go mm-hmm. for this overly ambitious. All right. Everybody seems to be buying X yeah. and that's completely out of alignment with what you really want to do. Cause they're not asking them that, that very basic question of what is it that people actually come to me for? Like you called out originally. Yeah. So, you know, let's say you've got someone who's you know, doing their thing. They, you know, they have an, a, a process that's working. They have an offer that's converting and they're going, okay, I want more, but I don't want it to come with more work. What would be that strategy there that you would start tapping into to help with adding that new revenue stream? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I work, I work with a lot of people who have been doing consulting or workshops or coaching um, and they do a lot of that one-on-one or they're, they're mm-hmm. in person, right? And mm-hmm. often when they work with me, they want, like you said, they want to be able to now help more people without a tapping out, tap, you know, hitting that limit of their own time and yeah. energy. So the key to doing that is to really like look, break down what it is that um, you do with your process, what I call the signature process mm-hmm. is. And you basically, t- you know, here's the outcome I'm leading this ideal person to. What are the milestones that uh, lead up to that? And you want to identify the milestones because it keeps the process very action oriented. Mm-hmm. And then you start breaking each of those milestones. You can think of each milestone as like a module of the course, right? And then start breaking each of those down into the, the few actors. Like, what do they need to know? Um, in order to make this happen, what skills do they need to acquire and just teach those few things that they need in order to reach that milestone and then the next and it builds on itself until they reach the ultimate um, outcome. So to summarize there, it's like taking the time to really codify what it is that you do. And so far, so, so often people, they think, oh, well, what I do, it's so nuanced. It's so specific. I'm just there and present in the moment. And it's you're like, not special. I'm, I'm sure you're <laughs> your intuition. I'm sure you're really good at what you do. And when people are willing to pay that much money, they can get that extra bit of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 
bespoke experience just with you. But the truth of the matter is what you do can be broken down into a specific process. And it absolutely must be if you want to be able to scale beyond the, the one-to-one. And I put the focus on that process as opposed to, hey, what's the specific course or, or workshop? Because once mm. you have that process spilled out, then you can slice and dice or repackage yep. in different offers, right? You could take like, for instance, I, it's the same process if you work with me one-on-one and pay yep. that price versus if you come and are in one of my six-month group coaching mastermind experiences. Um, it's the same worksheets, the same templates, the same product, the same milestones. It's just a different delivery mechanism and, of course, a different uh price point as well but that's easy for me to do because i really took the time over years of consulting people to break down that process Mm. um, to be able to to repackage it in all those different ways yeah so you work with um you know authors academics speakers to help with getting that additional revenue stream and to start really kind of helping them in that scaling model of like they've got something going on Maybe they're really well known in the academia. Maybe they're they've got their keynote down. You know, they've got their expertise established, and they're trying to add on this other thing because they don't know what they don't know. So, what is it that you would tell them to first start learning about so that they can start understanding what their next step is? Um, what they need to lear- learn about to know what the next step is. Um... Like, what should they focus on, basically? Well, you know, I think I think what they should should focus on is, I mean, it's going to sound like a broken record, but is piloting a piloting an offer. You know, so often they'll they'll get stuck on, um, you know, it's like, oh, I think I need to be. I mean, we kind of intimated that it's like somebody shows up with their one ideal, so it's like, oh, you got to be doing this, and it's going to make all the difference for you, and so they mm-hmm. get pulled in by a tactic, mm-hmm. right? And it's like. Well, ultimately, what is going back to strategy? What is that goal? And it's usually, well, I want to help more people and I want to make more income without maxing out my time and energy. So, you know, the best next step is to ask yourself, okay, well, how can I pilot something very, very quickly? And so it may be, um, so it's just going back to what we said earlier. It's like, you know, if you already have, this is assuming that you have some kind of network or some kind of social media following, or at least a bit of a list that you could, um, instead of the one-on-one consulting or one-on-one, whatever you do, now Mm -hmm. pilot a group type experience um, like we were talking about. And then from there, you can continue to, um, to build it out. Now, obviously, the answer would be different if somebody had absolutely zero following um, whatsoever. I mean, actually, I don't know that the answer wouldn't necessarily be different, just the expectations of how quickly things would happen would need to shift just a bit because you'd have to pound the pavement a little more to find those first people to take that um, that pilot course for you, right? Um, so it's really that, I mean, that's what I would that's what I would say. You identify who it's you're serving, put a pilot offer out for them. Um, and oh, actually, you know what? I do have, I do have another answer though that comes right before that go talk to five to ten people in Mm. your sphere the kinds of people you want to serve you know going back to that pilot offer if you're like well i'm not sure what to offer if if you've been working with a lot of people you probably have a pretty good idea you're just taking that thing and now repackaging it in a one-to-many model Mm -hmm. Um, if you're not quite sure there's multiple choices then you know go do five to ten interviews with people just get into the mind of like what are you dealing with what's important to you right now what's what are the challenges what are you running into why is that important to you um, and then you'll, you'll see the, the through line, you'll see the, the commonality showing up and you'll be like, okay, I know what I need to offer to help what's showing up for all of these different people. Um, and then you're basing it on actual information and actual people. And often you can go back and some of those people will sign up for your pilot. Um, once you, you know, go, go back and say, Hey, thanks for your input. Just want to let you know, I've got this thing that I put together now. And if you're interested, 
Um, and if you want, you can give them a little discount or whatever, or not. I think, you know, I, I try to discount pretty uh, judiciously. Well, for the um, pilot, you kind of, you know, you understand you don't have all the things there. Right. So you give kind of that founders, if you will, price point, but right. uh, price is going up when, when the results are coming in. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what I would say. Have those conversations, or if you feel ready and know what it is, then just boom, jump into uh, launching a, a pilot as quickly as possible. So the strategies you're sharing are brilliantly simple, right? And um, I mean, I think you would agree that a lot of people conceptually could get to that place of, I understand I need to put something out there and, and you know, conceptually I, could, I should go talk to people and they stay in this place of, I know what I should be doing, but they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. So what's that gap? Like, what is it that you recommend to help go from shooting on yourself <laughs> to actually, you know, accomplishing the goal that you set out as something that you want to make a full decision to accomplish? Well, I mean, the key is to, to get honest with yourself about what is, what is leading to the inaction or the, the procrastination. Mm-hmm. And usually it's one of a handful of things. It might be um, a lack of simply a lack of information. I mean, one reason why I love encouraging people to go do those five to 10 interviews is usually it's very motivating. Like you're talking to these people, you're listening to them, you're getting, as you're hearing their, their challenges, you're like, Oh, I can solve that. I can do that. And, and so you start getting excited. At least I do about going and helping, you know, solve that with a, with a new offer. Um, so it might just be simply getting some information and feedback on what it is that you're um, that you want to put together. Sometimes it's that we're overwhelmed. I mean, this is why I simplify it so much and just say, look, let's keep this down to 80% of the stuff you don't need at first. Let's make some money. That's what we do as entrepreneurs. We create value that people are willing to pay for. Um, so it's, it's removing that uh, overwhelm and finding a process that's, uh, that, that feels good to, to you. There's so many different people with their approach to it. You might as well find one who really resonates, you know, their approach resonates with, um, with you. Um, other reasons that you might need to dive into are um, imposter syndrome. Mm. And we could do a whole episode about that, but that's just to realize um, that imposter syndrome happens to even some of the most talent, talented people. Like you can find out you've got like Maya Angelou, you got Tina Fey, Tom Hanks, like just yep. go, go and put imposter syndrome quotes and you'll see all the celebrities or well-known people of successful people who felt that. And to, you know, maybe there it's go have some conversations with people. Cause then you'll start feeling like, Oh, I do have something to offer here. Right. Um, so identify like, what is the source of that inaction, overwhelm, imposter syndrome, um, just needing some more information or, or, a, or, a, a you know, a plan to follow, mm. um, to get you there. And, you know, hopefully that'll start kicking things into gear. Uh, that's, that's my at least brief answer that I can give without us doing a whole episode on procrastination <laughs> on and stuff. a therapy but, session on why yeah. you're not doing what you're doing, what you should be doing. Um, yeah. So like you've, you've supported a bunch of, a, a bunch, and that's under estimating or under communicating the actual number of people when we said tens of thousands of people. Um, what's something that you wish that they would just like wrap their heads around um, that if you could like sit them all in a room and say, guys, gals, women, men, like you need to know this thing, what would be that thing that you would impart on them? Mm, that, I mean, that is quite a, it's quite a question. I think, I mean, it would kind of come back to that, um, it would kind of come back to the answer to that imposter syndrome thing. Mm. Um, a, a friend of mine, Neela Fermerchant, wrote a book called Onlyness. And the premise of this book is that, you know, we all have 
that place in the world that we can fill because we have our perspective, our unique approach, our expertise. It's a combination of all the things that make us who we are. Mm -hmm. um, and something I like to, to tell people is like, look, your personal brand is important because in the end, people are not just gonna do business with you because of what you know, they're gonna do business with you because of who you are, yeah. how you make them feel, how you make them think. So the thing I would want them to understand is like, look, there is a place in the world that you need to stand in and offer what you have because that's how we're going to solve all these myriad of problems that we see around us, right? 20 years ago, we had to depend on big media and you had to have best-selling book or access to like, that's where we got all our ideas about wh whatever the, the thing is, right? Yep. Now it's this groundswell of anybody can stand up and go, I've got a story to share. I've got an expertise to share. I've got a perspective on this. Mm -hmm. and there are people, I mean, look, 8 billion or whatever people in the world, you just need like this little slice that <laughs> the one I want to learn this from. You're yes. the one I want to help me do this because again, of who you are, the stories you tell, your personality, your values, your vision. Um, so realize that you have that and then really lean into, you know, a lot of times we lean into credibility. I'm so good at what I, and that's, people need to know you're good at what you do, but what they really need to know is, do they want to work with you because of who yes. you are? So share that part of you as well. And just know that that, that place is waiting for you to fill it. Oh, I love that. I mean, I talk about with people of the thing that made you weird in high school and in grade school, the thing that made you socially inept even is absolutely the thing that people want to see in you because they can go, me too. Right. That's how I am. I am weird like him. I'm weird like her. And if she yeah. can do it and he can do it, then that means I can do it too. Um, so stepping into that, that, that full version of yourself, right? Because with Facebook facade, Right. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you, you, I mean, you work with people who have high visibility and they have prestige. And so I can see why that um, fraud factor and that perfection, you know, paralysis kind of gets triggered um, because there's such high expectation for when that person actually comes into your, in, in, you know, into your space, essentially. Right. Um, you know, there's a reason why people engage you, right? And, and, you know, not only because of your very clear and specific niche, what are the reasons why people kind of turn to you and say, you know what, if I could have, I would have, and I'm not. So what, what, what is that thing that, that your own Van Orden special saucy, I brought your last name into it, that <laughs> you bring to the table that really helps take what they've got to that next level? Well, I, I love this question because this is an opportunity for me to demonstrate what I want people to realize. It's like where you do offer, you know, that unique combination of things. And so often we discount what we're really good at because mm, it's easy and so easy, easy doesn't have value. And that's just a BS thing that mm. society has told us, right? Truth. Um, what's that? Truth. I'm truth, just dropping yeah. my truth bomb. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so I'll, I'll tell you, and, and, and there's some different tools I'm looking around here because uh, I want to see actually yeah, right here a book. And this is just one of one of the things I do with my clients is work on what is their unique genius, and mm. um, and part of that is strengths. And there's this wonderful um, book right here yep. called Strengths Based Leadership. It's an offshoot of Strengths Finder 2.0. Yep. You take an assessment, right, and it tells mm -hmm. you what you're really good at, um, and it'll give you language. It'll describe it, and you can take that language and go, "Oh, this is what I'm good at." So to answer your question, um, I've come to learn that. I do have a strategic mind that can really see a system and its parts and I can break a thing down into a framework that makes it yeah. very clear and followable in a consistent 
in a consistent way, which makes me great at helping people design their business model, helping people design their curriculum, helping them see what's the blind spot or the missing piece in the system that they need mm-hmm. to, you know, bump up or fill or whatever the case might be. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs are what we call quick starts and they're just out there and it's great, right? They're throwing stuff out there to see what works. And they need and to be to be an entrepreneur, but right? yeah. And I just happen to balance that out. I'm a little bit more of a, I'll take in a lot of information and I'll do careful research. And if I'm, if I say something, you know, I've thought about it and I have a good reason for, you know, my advice or what I think or what, right. So if I were to sum up what people turn to me for, it's like this, um, this trusted, confident uh, input about, about what they want to do and how they can reach it or help them see the thing that they're not um, seeing. Um, One other little example that I've come to realize is, I just naturally, like if I used to do this a lot with, I still do it with music. Like if you tell me like, oh, I love this and this and this and this music, immediately my brain is like searching this whole database of music and going, oh, you should try out this band, right? I do that with everything. It's like, if you, if we spend 15, 20 minutes talking about something, a goal, an aspiration, a challenge, search the database. It's like, here's a person you didn't need to know. Here's a link that you should go check out. Here's a book I think you should read. Here's a da, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And for some reason, it's just like stored all of that stuff then can access it in a certain way and it's taken me you know it took me years to realize oh not everybody thinks that way Mm. um so that's something specifically of value another piece of me you know and those are just two of them like there are other things you know i don't want to sit here talking about my strengths for the rest (laughs) so here's my strength finder analysis you can download it here (laughs) here's why but um you know that is the kind of thing that you want to recognize and own it's like yeah i am particularly good at that way of thinking or Mm. doing or being or showing up or leading and then you know, let people know that that's how you will, that's how you work with them. I will work with them. Well, and that's the thing is that people are looking for that thing that they don't have. And sometimes when they buy from you, it's, they are kind of embodying it, at least through the initial action of buying until they can learn that process. So you're filling that gap. And that's the thing. It's that, that, that piece of the bridge, right. That just connects it. Maybe the Rosetta stone, not the Rosetta, it's what's the, the Rose stone. What is it called? The keystone. Keystone. Oh, I knew I could get there. Yeah. The keystone that really helps both sides come together and then you can go over faster. Um, I will say that you said one of my favorite words, which was consistency, right. Mm -hmm. And, and you being that catalyst to help have that consistency, because, you know, a lot of people do know a little bit, you know, that of what they need to be doing, but they're not doing it. And the consistency and having that support and that strategy, like that's just, beautifully simple, but so effective. Mm-hmm. So Jason, I mean, you've been dropping and sharing a lot of stuff and I'm sure there's people who are like, I need more. I need to understand like, what is this piece that I'm missing? How can they get in touch with you? And I think you have something you want to share. Yeah. So if, yeah, the things that we've been talking about here today are interesting to you. And especially if you want to dive into my four-part framework of, des- of designing an offer as quickly as mm. possible, um, then I've got a case study that you can um, go and grab. I want to make sure I give you the right um, the right uh, download link here. Anyway, go to go to. I'll make sure that this is working. But um, go to jasonvo.download. That's the URL. Jasonvo.download. So it's shortening my name, so you don't have to worry about spelling it. Jasonvo.download, and that's going to take you over <laughs> to a landing page where you can get that uh, case study and some other useful things on beautiful uh, on launching an offer as quickly as you can. Yeah. Cause the faster you get out there, the faster you can receive the abundance. Jason, any parting words that you want to share with everyone today before I hit the stop record button? 
Um, no, I mean, I, I think we've said a lot, of, a lot of good things. So I just hope that, you know, if there is one thing that stood out for you, like, oh, that point really resonated with me, then, um, you know, hopefully turn it into action sometime mm. in the coming days. Go, okay, this is how I'm going to put that into action. This is how I'm going to shift what my way Second of thinking based on, you know, you don't have to remember everything we talked about, but if one thing like just stuck out to you, it's like, just take a moment right now to decide, okay, how am I going to put that to action in my business, mm. in my process, in my life? And, uh, and that would, that would be wonderful. And let me know if it, if it works for you. I'd love to hear it. Let me know. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right, guys, make sure you check out that link in the show notes. It's uh, jasonvo.download. Look at me being able to write things effectively um, <laughs> and tune in and make sure and let Jason know, post it in the comments or reach out to him directly. He is searchable online um, mm-hmm. and let me know, let him know how quickly you went into action from the concept of it needs to be like concept to conclusion or something like that. So, right, right. all right. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so Kat. much.